live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Friday, 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 September 16th. Uh, the Terry clip made me laugh even more again. today. <laughs> it made me laugh even more today. <laughs> if you got that, then that was excellent on your part. Thank you. I'm in the Papa T-Mobile. Uh, his name's Terry, by the way. And we are en route, TJ. We are en route to Nebraska. Uh, actually, we are moving. My signal so far looks good. And we are on our way to an OU Nebraska game here on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. I've never in 18 years done a show quite like this before. I've done it in a lot of different situations. I, I have done a show in the back of, uh, of uh, a car. I think we were going to Iowa State, TJ. You might remember better than, than I. But Chris and I and the radio crew were either going to or coming back from Iowa State. I think we were in a Tahoe Suburban, something like that. And we set up a studio kind of in the back row. And, uh, and like, I did my show, he did his show, so forth and so on. It, similar, but not using uh, equipment like this. I right. don't think it sounded quite this good. So we'll <laughs> see whether or not this uh, actually works. He sounds tremendous <laughs> right so now. Far. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So we'll see if it uh, works. I'm headed with my dad to Nebraska, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess we see quite a few Sooner fans uh, along the way today. I know that I've heard from Travis Davidson this morning already. He and Tyler McComas are on the road. They left a few minutes before we did in the ref mobile. So maybe we'll draft off each other up here somewhere. Uh, they're coming from a little bit different direction than we are, but uh, maybe we'll get into Kansas and we can ride each other's bumpers and save some gas going through there. TJ, good morning. How are you today? I'm uh, the only one not on the road. I'm sitting here in the Brown O'Haver Studios in my normal spot, my normal chair. So that's all right. It's not too late, Teach. Come on. Come join us in the Brown All right, I'm teach. coming now. I'll see you guys. Come on. Just go get in the car. Uh, you can produce the show from the road, right? I've, trust me. Oh, man. Over the last uh, few years, I've racked my brains on. If I leave this turned up on the board and then I do this, I could log in from <laughs> Japan and I can run a computer. It's the board. The board's what gives me the trouble. I cannot get around Japan. the board issue. What? So I could run the computer from a, a, lo- a remote location. Nice try with the Japan. I know what you meant there is a beach in Mexico is what you meant. <laughs> That's exactly Japan. right. Get out of here with that. Uh, well, how was the great state fair of Oklahoma last night? It was great. I don't know how they do it, but every year they make the Great State Fair of Oklahoma <laughs> <Every> great. <year. laughs> 
It delivers every year, doesn't it? Uh, it does every year. Every year I walk around and say, where are you people the other 364 days a year? I don't see you typically. Yeah. You're impressed with yourself that you even have sound effects and drops today. I brought the sound effects with me on the road, Teach. Uh, I did. Uh, well, I did see some overalls. What you did? What? What'd you eat? What'd you do? What'd you see? Um, saw a lot of the exhibits and played some games and watched a few songs by uh, Tracy Lawrence up on the stage. Of course she did. Who, by the way, of she did. Much older and much heavier than the last time I saw Tracy Lawrence about thirty years ago. Well, that's so. not necessary. <laughs> just, why, why, I'm just that's saying. Not necessary. Tracy's not the youngest of pups anymore. So. All right. Uh, Tracy, I apologize if you're listening this morning. That was an unnecessary shot. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the what few did, songs did you, we watched. Did you end up with, food-wise, what did you end up with? You know that what that's what matters most. Yeah, I did exactly what I told you I was going to do. I walked around. Katie gets in the line for the uh, Dan's Indian Tacos, and I said, ah, I'm going to go see what they have. And she Native goes, American. She, like, like Every year, it's like I'm a teenager, and she's like, ah, you're going to end up right back here. And I said, I'm going to go see. And she's like, here, here's your cash. Go along, son. She gave me my $20 bill, <laughs> and uh, I started roaming around. Just let me handle it. <laughs> I started roaming around, and I, I really stopped and paused at a uh, sirloin beef tip bowl stand that I was like, hmm, they're grilling it up fresh Medium right there. Well. This is uh, looking interesting. And I said, nah, kept going. Was looking around at some other okay, things. I want to make sure that you know that you know that you know I that you didn't know. That you know. And then I, I circled all the eating places. And guess where I ended up at? Second line American at the taco. Dan's Indian taco stand because Katie hadn't made it through yet. And I said, hey, Utah, give me two. Give me two. Utah. Is that the guy's name? <laughs> no, nah, it's a movie line. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay. so she ordered Sorry. two of them, and I had a, a Dan's Indian Taco, like I do every year when I circle around. And every year, come back to it. How so, was it? It was uh It was tremendous. I was glad I went with the. Uh, glad I went with it, and it worked out. We bought four bottles of wine. Um, my son bought two koozies that had fishing reel hooked to them that he can fish with the koozie. I mean, it was a state fair time. I did not buy a hot tub, no. No hot tub purchase. Uh, bought a couple of new hats. Seems like an opportunity missed. So... It's a hmm. big, big time night. Big time night. Bronx son played had some a good games. time. He, he, did, he uh, did not go to the midway. He decided to, uh... I mean, no, he did go to the midway. Went he to didn't the midway. do any rides. Didn't do rides. And uh, then was ticked at the world. Oh, he was so mad. He spent about 40 bucks on games. Didn't win a single thing. And it was the end of the world for a while until I said, come on, let's go buy that koozie with the fishing reel on it. And he's like, yes. And then he was back in a good mood. So, <laughs> What'd that set you back? The chillin' the reel. reel two chillin' reel koozies. Uh, set me back twenty bucks. So <laughs> that's a lot for koozies, man. It is, but man, you you don't mm-hmm. see them uh, many times. Uh, branded chilling real with the uh, fishing line on the side of them. So how's the how's the fairgrounds looking? Everything looking good? Were they uh, yeah. tip top shape, ready for a new year of fairgoers? I think so. I think so. I didn't have anything that I had any problems with that stood out to me. So. 
Bennett Last Event Center's looking good. The Jim mm-hmm. Norick Arena is in uh, good shape, everything. I uh, did not go in the Jim Norick Arena, but I saw the outside. It looked like it always does. So, yeah, I mean, everything was uh, everything was fine. Everything was fine. Well, we may end up there at some point next week. I brought the I, I, I told uh, we went to Jet Jet's T-ball game last night, and I brought up uh, amongst the gathered family uh, the fact that you were at the fair tonight, and uh, that was met with excitement. So it sounds like we may be headed to the fair sometime y- next week. You will so. be disappointed in us. Uh, no dessert at the state fair. Why is that? Well, now why? That seems like a mistake. We're typically fried Oreos. I went around and looked for those two uh, top uh, winners that you had uh, we had talked about on the air yesterday. The mm-hmm. apple churro bites and the mini berry blueberry pie or whatever they were. We found them both. And we just, uh, none of us were like um, majorly craving the dessert. And we just the said, fuse wasn't eh. lit. It just wasn't lit. And we're like, eh. We're about to head out. Let's just let's just head to the house. And we just left. Didn't what have about the classic fair funnel cake? They didn't want a fair funnel cake last night? Someone texted Katie, said, Had a, have a funnel cake for me. And uh, that really bothered Katie. Katie does not view funnel cake as mm. a fair food. She, she qualifies that as a medieval fair food. So she said, funnel cake? Oh, I'm having I a see. funnel cake at the fair. That's for the medieval <laughs> fair. <laughs> I got you. I got you. She associates it with her childhood, with that thing that she goes to when she dresses up like uh, knights and uh, mid- medieval times. Right. That's where right. you have a funnel cake. <laughs> Not at the great <laughs> state fair of Oklahoma. The fair maiden Catherine uh, is the funnel cake. Uh, regular uh, state carny uh, <laughs> fair is uh, Katie is uh, fried Oreos. I got no problem with that. How was so you Jet had a good Jet's- time? Yeah, we had, had a good, good time. Good people watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was Jet Jet's uh, Easy T-ball dub game? for the uh, Wildcats last night? Excellent. Jet Jet got the game ball. Last night, uh, as the player of the game, he sent me really? a picture. Last really? night, uh, he has—he thought he was in the running for it. After the game, I saw him. He had a couple of hits. Uh, was a vacuum cleaner on the infield, and um, was just clearly the player of the game. And after the game, he was waiting with all his teammates for their ticket to go get a popsicle from the concession stand because that's what kids do after they play sporting events is go get a popsicle. We what wave kind them right of, out what here. What kind of league is JetJet playing in a ticket for snow cones? We raise them right. Break. We raise them right. And he said he was lingering a bit. Like all his teammates were running to the concession stand to get their popsicle, and JetJet was lingering a bit. Back around, you know, where the team had huddled up. And I said, you going to go get your popsicle? And he said, I, I, yeah, I think I might be getting the team ball. I might be getting the game ball. It's either me or whoever the other kid he named was. So he had already done the math in his head <laughs> that he was in the running for the game ball last night. And uh, I wish their coach had gone Barry Switzer and given two game balls, but he only gave one. You get two game and balls! sure enough, uh, apparently the – <laughs> the presentation happened after we left because I got a picture later on with uh, Jet Jet with the game ball last night. So he got a couple of hits, the game ball, popsicle, I mean, and a win, 
I mean, we don't keep score, but a win. So that's a night right there. Pretty good night. I'm, uh, I'm going to guess you were his inspiration behind just player great of the for game. The soul. Yeah. I would like to think that maybe he tried just 10% harder last night, knowing that we were there. I was bothered by both teams wearing blue uniforms last night. It was very hard to tell, you know, what base runners were on and all that kind of stuff. I wish the Dodgers had worn their traveling road whites, but it is what it is. And uh, Or grays. Some some alternative uniform, so everybody's not in the same color. Right. But uh, anyway, they didn't seem as bothered by it by, as I was. The Wildcats, our team, had recorded uh, player walk-ups. Uh, so the other team didn't have this, but I guess one of the parents had, it was sounded like it was professionally done, like it was a big, deep voice guy with music under it and everything. So when each kid would come to the plate, it would say, now batting, number two, Jet Johnson, and have music under it and everything. Pretty big time. They brought like a portable speaker, and they had like a program with an iPad where you could punch the whatever kids coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, it was big time, big time. Yeah. You sound like that. This is something you've you're, you're accustomed to. Yeah, we we face teams that do this, and um, believe it or not, I've looked into it because I was like, how do these people have this? Because you could tell, like you're saying, it was professionally done. There is a company. That actually yeah. does it now, and that's his job. That's he's a voiceover guy, but that's one of his side hustles is uh, little league player intro <laughs> videos and uh, uh, audio. So has he got any competition out there? Or is he cor- is he monopolized the market? Because I think this is something you and I could get into here. From what I can tell, he's the only one that I found. Uh, so yeah, you could jump into it and take his mm. take his gig from him. Probably. I mean, everyone in Oklahoma would use you Let's- as their voice of their little league team. Let's, uh, let's, let's, okay, here's what I want you to do, preferably during this commercial break, okay? Okay. Let's see if we can set up a website, <laughs> and we'll give everybody two options, okay? They could get, uh, you know, normal stadium broadcaster guy, that's me, or they could get State Fair Speedway guy, that's you, depending on, like, we give them options as to what kind of voice they want. Uh, and and uh, we'll make a killing on this on the side, Teach. A is, killing. This sounds like a good idea. We'll even uh, give the option of Little League Scene Setters by Toby Rowland. And the scene setter can play as uh, the game's beginning, you know? Oh, you write that many scene setters? Me out. <laughs> now you, you, yeah, you just stressed me out. Maybe I could come up with like a generic one where I just insert the team name of whoever is. Uh, <laughs> right, just drop it we, in. TJ. We might be sitting on a gold mine right here, man. Let's uh, let's figure this out. Since you're staying home and not doing anything this weekend, see if you can get this up <laughs> and see, running for I'll us. I'll see if okay? I can do that, yeah. All right. We got a very busy show. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. A lot of stuff coming up today. We'll tell you about. We'll run down the slate. We're taking your King of the Mountain picks. Uh, the ref coverage of OU Nebraska is underway. Officially, right now, it's underway. We're en route to Nebraska. we got shows coming up from Omaha up there later today. Game day tomorrow. We'll lay out the table for you when we come back. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. 
with two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. It is the T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ with you on the ref. Toby is headed to Lincoln, Nebraska. Cornhusker Sooners tomorrow, 11 a.m. It is go time. It is go time time. It is go, no, go, lock and load. I'll love them and leave them, smoke them if you got them. See you on the CNC on the other side. Time, time. Sorry about that. Go it ahead. It is time. It is time. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System, Norman Regional Hospital, the Healthplex, specialized professionals helping you across South Central Oklahoma with all your health care needs. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Ooh, I'm not going to be able to give you picks, am I? I just thought of that as I open up this first text. Uh, yeah, I mean, why don't you give me two or three when we're in the segments to do that? I can write those down. All right. I can write those down. At some point today, we do need to remember that list of uh, we had a, we had issues with a few yesterday that we need to uh, throw out there unless you've already addressed them. I have not addressed. But them, we can so. take care of that later. Yeah. Michael yeah, okay. and Dennison. Right. Go ahead. Give me a couple. Which last week he sent in as Michael R. and Dennison. Uh, wants the Green Bay Packers. Oh, well. Consistency, please, people. Okay. <laughs> Dallas Bill wants the Broncos. Is he Dallas Bill again now? Uh, I guess he's Dallas Bill again now. I don't know what happened before that. All right, how about one more? How about one more? Uh, one more. Taylor and Owasso Rams for King of the Mountain. Did you see that police chase yesterday, by the way? I uh, heard the one that ended in Norman. Yes, I did not see it. I uh, Katie was reading me the details of it on the way back home from the fair last night, so I'm aware of it, but I did not see actual video of it. It was on forever right. yesterday that's on TV. I, they were carrying it live like. on the news channels. Right. Uh, did they say? Did they say why the guy was running? In the story? In the report she had as of last night, I'm sure they know by now, but uh, as of last night when she was reading me the stuff, no, she, they did not know why he was running or shooting at police or doing nuts. the things that he was doing, yeah. That's one of the craziest chases I've seen. He went down this one road where the bridge was out and made it through, and it started in northwest Oklahoma City. It lasted forever. It ended up down in Norman. He crashed through this gate of these people's house drove around through their backyard into another backyard, finally jumped out and ran into a garage, and you're like, oh, no. Like, you know, I hope nobody's – somebody had to have been home because the garage door was up. But uh, apparently they got him, so it was – that was wild, man. I figured maybe uh, she got involved once it got down into Norman. I didn't know. Typically, that would have been the time she's working. She works Thursdays, but she had taken off yesterday for the fair. So – um. Yeah, she was not involved with that. But, yeah, the family was home, um, and then they ended up getting him. The family's okay and everything, but, yeah, he busted into their house, and he was uh, caused quite the damage, caused quite the uh, chaos and the fear. And, yeah. Boy, that's scary. Mm-hmm. You're watching on TV, especially if you're, like, watching on TV, and you're going, hang on a second. That looks like our neighborhood. That, that looks like our house. I'd be terrified. <laughs> That's never good. That is never good. Uh, this texter would like to know if you saw Josie's uh, tweets to me yesterday. Um, 
Yeah, you and Joe uh, C need to yes, calm down. I saw it. I can't enjoy the fair because my phone's blowing up from Twitter notifications from Joe C and ESPN Plus. Significant amount of of uh, my night last night was spent texting back and forth with the boss about you. <laughs> so annoying at one point it may or may not have been said okay I was thinking about us going into the SEC next year but if it means TJ's going to take a year off from the radio maybe we'll wait another year just so we don't have to listen to him for a whole 12 months so you may have cost you may have cost OU a year in the SEC with your threat of a sabbatical yesterday because <laughs> a lot of people excited about not having to listen to you for a whole year. Hey, I'm excited about not listening to me for a whole year, so let's do it, Joe. Let's stay in that Big 12. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it yesterday, by the way? Did you get the ESPN Plus uh, yet? Uh, Joe, Joe, how many times do I have to explain this? The 25th. It will be, I, I, it will I be think uh, practiced probably, on the 25th. If you hadn't – well, you did this to yourself yesterday because you tweeted out something about some great show you were watching on Netflix. Right? Cobra Kai. <laughs> I mentioned Cobra I Kai on uh, Twitter, And yes. that just – you opened the door. You opened the door. And then you your smart mouth got you. Because you said I was watching a streaming service that actually works. <laughs> and shots were fired. You fired the first shots. And so you asked for this. Look, and now the entirety of the OU athletic department has uh, <laughs> taken up arms against you. I just tweeted back something. You will be based getting a letter of, from Larry Napier I, later I today. I just tweeted something based off the text we've gotten hundreds of times to this show as a joke. Uh, I will say this about my Cobra mm-hmm. Kai and my Netflix. It's free. I don't pay for it. It comes with my phone service. There's no cost to me for Netflix, okay? It's free. Mm. There's no cost to you for ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> for those who are it. new, two after weeks the, ago, we raised a, money for TJ to have ESPN+. After Plus. a couple of weeks, there is. You see the prices that they're going up to in December? Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen that. What is it going up to? I don't know. They're changing all the plans again. I don't know that uh, ESPN is affected, but the bundle is. Oh, okay. Hey, I need to lay out. Can I lay out the timing here real please, fast for the please. show, and then we're going to get to a break. So, busy day, OEC Fiber Football Friday. We are taking your Smith Restaurant King of the Mountain picks today. If you did not get them in yesterday, you got to get it in by 9 a.m. this morning. Text us, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405 651 Three four three nine. All right, coming up on the show next segment. If you didn't hear it yesterday, we're going to re-rack the Greg Sharp interview. Greg Sharp, play-by-play voice of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, joined us yesterday. Good stuff from him about the firing of Scott Frost and the hiring of Mickey Joseph and what's been the issue of this Nebraska team. That's coming up next segment. Brian Bosworth was on with the Rush yesterday afternoon. We will hear that interview coming up in the seven o'clock hour today. Steely's uncle's going to stop by and join us live. 8 o'clock hour, TJ's got three predictions. The Pizza Hut Ref Royal Rumble. Chris Plank later in the show. 
Scene setter? I don't know, TJ. Where did we land? Did we get in trouble for playing the scene setter last week or no? Uh, I don't no. think. All right, maybe, maybe scene setter into the show. We'll see. And as many of your phone calls or text messages as we can cram in on a football Friday, I am en route to Omaha. We'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Greg Sharp, play-by-play voice of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, joins us live now. Greg, good morning. How are you today, my friend? Been an interesting week, Toby, but I'm good today. Thanks. Wow, it has. It has. Let's start with that. Uh, how surprised were you? Were you surprised Sunday when the news came down? No. Um, you know, I sat down with Coach Frost after the game to do a post-game interview, and I, I got the sense he felt like it was over. You lose to a Sun Belt team, and you're already on thin ice. I think he felt like that was probably the last straw, and he was right. Interesting story. We tape his television shows on Sunday morning, so I'm sitting there waiting for that to happen, kind of waiting for him to walk in, and half hour goes by, 45 minutes go by, an hour goes by, and you're like, yeah, I think something's up. And sure enough, it was. And his tenure, sadly, has come to an end, and a disappointing one because this was supposed to work. This was the native son coming back to, to rescue the program, but it just did not, and now Nebraska has to head off into a different direction. Well, Mickey Joseph is tabbed uh, for the interim head coaching spot. Why do you think uh, Trev Alberts picked Mickey? Well, Mickey had the title as associate head coach when he took the job last winter. Mickey was a part of Ed Ogeron's staff at LSU, and when that staff got let go in Baton Rouge, he became available, and, and Scott Frost was remaking his offensive staff, and so he hired Mickey and gave him that title, and I think, you know, Trev Alberts looked at Mickey as a guy who's a great motivator, really good recruiter, and I think he felt like, well, this is the guy that might be able to be the uh, voice in the ears of this team to make a difference. And so Mickey gets a crack at it. I'm excited for him. I think he does have uh, great admiration with the players. So I think he'll, you know, maybe maybe it can be a bit of a spark for this team that really isn't in some ways that far off, Toby. It's just been close loss after close loss after close loss for two-plus years now, and maybe Mickey can make the difference. What's been the issue in your mind, um, X's and O's-wise, for them this year? Well, this year it's been markedly different than it has in the past. The issues are just something different every week. This year it's just been wretched defense. Interesting note, and this is remarkable. I don't know if I've ever seen this. Through three games, Nebraska is averaging 492 yards of offense per game. Pretty good. They're giving up. 492 yards of offense for the other team. Exact same totals, just wretched uh, what the defenses look like. And that was really surprising. Nebraska had made big strides defensively last year. Yes, they graduated some guys, but they added a handful of players to the portal. Just did not see this ineptitude on defense. And that's exactly what it's been. It's just been the inability to stop any of the three teams that they've played to this point. Casey Thompson, certainly uh, someone we're familiar with in these parts. He played his high school ball around here. His dad was an OU quarterback. We saw him last year at Texas. He tore OU apart last year down in the Cotton Bowl. How's he been so far through uh, three games? Really good, really good. Now, he's thrown a couple of interceptions, and one was was a, a really poor throw against North Dakota in Week 2, but he's really done a nice job. He's, he's fit in well. He's, I think, being asked to run maybe a little bit more than he did at UT, but I, I think he's, he 
he's such a mature kid. He'll be 24 here in about three weeks, so he's an older guy. And But I, I think I like the way he gets the ball out quickly. He's got a very good understanding of the offense. He's meshed very well with new offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. So he, he's been a really, really nice addition to the program. Do you think – Mickey Joseph will try to make any changes, and then, you know, what could those be? What what changes are there to make? Well, I think changes are probably going to come more next week. Nebraska has a bye week next week. I think that's where you implement some more things. I mean, he immediately tweaked one thing where they moved their off day from Sunday to Monday. That That's really minor, but he did do that this week. Uh, I think he's allowed – I think he's asked, asked of them to tackle more in practice this week. They've gone – full pads a couple of days where maybe you wouldn't in a week of a game. So I think he's done some of those small things, but I think any major tweaking that he'll do has to come during a bye week. It's just too quick of a time to be handed the baton on Sunday and make drastic changes by the next Saturday. But I do think that there'll be some things that, that are changed when Nebraska has their bye week next week. The atmosphere in, in Lincoln this week, you've got, um, you've got the change in the coach, now you've got Oklahoma coming to town and, and that rivalry and all that that encapsulates. What's it like up there with the fan base right now? You know, it was it was remarkable. I'm sitting there Saturday night looking out of our booth, and, you know, this, this program has struggled for four or five years, and they were struggling against the Sun Belt team, and all of a sudden you looked up and, and the place is packed and the fans are well into the game in the fourth quarter. It's a remarkable fan base. They've been really resilient. Uh, they want this to work so badly. It's the state team. It's, you know, there is no Nebraska state so that it is the Huskers and it is Husker football. And I think they'll be really fired up Saturday uh, for, for coach Joseph. I think he's, since he played here, he's one of their own and they'll wrap their arms around him and do all they can to encourage his team to go. I think there was a sense of sadness Sunday, Monday, maybe even a little bit into Tuesday around the state because, Scott Frost, like I said, to start this was supposed to work, and it didn't. And Scott was a native son that uh, was supposed to come back and rescue the program. But I think the, the fans will be full-throated, I think, on Saturday for this game and, and fired up and, and ready to encourage Mickey and the Huskers. If Trev Alberts came to Greg Sharp and said, what kind of coach do we need? I don't necessarily ask you to name a name here, although you can if you want, but what kind of a coach would be the right fit to get Nebraska going again? What would your answer be? Well, I'm sure he has me on speed dial. I'm sure he'll tell me. I'm sure exactly. I'll be, I'll be shocked. I anticipate this guy. call will come, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think Trev has talked about um, he, he wants a guy that is going to pour his heart and soul into the program. He wants somebody who has a track record of success. And so, you know, Trev's pretty well hooked up. I mean, going back to his days at ESPN when he was a part of the the game day circle and the studio shows that, that ESPN would do. So I think he's got a lot of people that he's going to be talking, and he has a lot of time to do this. This is what's going to be probably pretty wacky up here is that you're looking at 75, 80 days before you're going to hire a coach. So there's going to be a lot of time to, to flip names around. But I, I think he'll look for a lot of those things. But I think he's, I think being a winner has got to be number one, and as somebody who's really organized is probably number two. So I, I think, you know, is there a certain name in, in mind? I, I don't know that I'm not inside Trev's head, but my guess is he most ADs have a short list in their mind of three or four guys they really like, and I think he'll monitor them and then pick the brains of some other people around the country. Do you have some favorite OU Nebraska memories um, from your childhood or from years gone by? 
Well, I'm old enough to remember I was watching the 71 game, which was the game of the century. I thought that mm-hmm. was fantastic. Then they, they matched up in 01, and they were both ranked in the top five. And this was, that was the throwback pass to Eric Crouch, who then went on to win the Heisman Trophy for Nebraska. That was a, a, a great game. You know, and then the last game for Nebraska as a member of the Big 12 Conference was against OU in the championship game down in, in, in Arlington. And that was a tremendous football game. The Huskers got out to a lead in that game and then uh, could not hang on. Sooners came back and won that game. That was, a, that was a, a, I thought, a fitting way for Nebraska to exit the conference that they'd been a member of for decades. So those are some that come to, to mind. When I took over in Lincoln was 2008, and at that point in time we weren't playing OU every year. It was, you know, you'd play three teams from the South and then flip them the next year. So I didn't get to see him play a lot of uh, games as calling Nebraska games. But I, like a lot of people, I'll remember some of those monumental games that have happened between these two teams, these two iconic programs uh, down through the years. For Sooner fans that are headed up this weekend, are there any special events or have you heard of uh, the honoring anybody at the game Saturday from Nebraska history that we could look forward to? It's the 50th anniversary of Johnny Rogers Heisman, so Johnny will be there. There is a big event for former players on Friday night. That that's not open to the public, but I think they did something similar last year in Norman uh, to get a lot of the players from the two sides together. So, but yeah, Johnny's going to be honored, and uh, Zach Weger, uh, an offensive lineman for the Oscars in the 90s, is going into the College Football Hall of Fame in December. They're going to honor him. Uh, at one of the timeouts as well. But there'll be a few of those type of things. I'm, my guess is there's some video presentations that they'll have kind of commemorating the, the great history between these two. And I, I love the fact that this isn't just it. I mean, they're going to play again at home and home later in the decade. I think that's great. Anytime you see some of these great uniforms get together on the same field, I think it's always fantastic for uh, for college football. Uh, how is uh, Tom Osborne? Any idea if he's going to be there or not? Oh, yeah. he Coach will be there. He's got his own suite. Uh he will be there. I imagine he will be at the, the celebration Friday night as well. Good. Tom's health is, is failing a little bit, but still gets around some. He's 84 years old, not a not a spring chicken anymore. And, and I think, you know, Trev Albert certainly keeps Coach involved with some of the decision-making that's, that's happening with Scott Frost and Mickey Joseph. And, and Trev has openly said, hey, I'll be certainly picking his brain about guys that he likes and, and systems that he likes that might work at Nebraska. How's the visiting radio booth up there, Greg? I, I've been on the sidelines, but I haven't been upstairs. Yeah, it's it's plenty deep for you. Well, the one the, the one thing, and this is nitpicking, but you and I will understand this. There's two big windows, but only one of them open. So I don't know whether mm-hmm. you like to have complete access to the air, or if you want to be kind of hidden back behind. And the other thing, and this we had the same thing last year in Norman with the eleven o'clock kickoff. You're gonna have some sun in your eyes for the first hour plus until it kind of gets up to the the high sky. So those eleven a.m. kicks, you will deal with some sunlight. I want the window open in front of me. I, I, like you go. You, you, I like to feel the atmosphere, you know what I mean? Claim that space, then. Get in there and there claim the space. Greg Sharp, play-by-play voice of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He will be on the call. For All right, that, that was yesterday. Week. Greg Sharp joined us on the show. Good guy, and uh, appreciate him spending some time with us. Um, looking forward to seeing him up in Lincoln, and very much looking forward to once again being in this football stadium. Was up here with Bob Barry and Merv Johnson in 2009 for a clunker of a night. Honestly, I can't remember a whole lot about the press box and the locker rooms and all that kind of stuff. I remember the game, but I don't remember a lot of uh, of those kind of details. So looking forward to getting back up here for sure. All right, quick break. I think we got a special guest going to join us on the road when we come back. 
We've got uh, Brian Bosworth. If you didn't hear Boz on the rush yesterday, we'll replay that for you coming up at the 7 o'clock hour en route to Nebraska on a Friday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Just passing 412, where you can go to Tulsa if you uh, head east. Papa T's not messing around, Teach. I mean, we are, uh, we're quickly, we're past Stillwater. We're quickly approaching the Kansas border. Wow. Headed for uh, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Watch out, Smokies. We may be breaking some records up here. All right, we got uh, on the phone now Travis Davidson joining us live. Also en route in the Ref Mobile, I believe. He and Tyler McComb is headed north. What's up, Travis? Hey, how you doing, guys? Appreciate you uh, keeping me entertained on this uh, beautiful drive to Nebraska. Where are you? Um, we're northbound uh, 35. Um, coming up on, I don't know, about the Hunnewell is going to be up on our uh, left here shortly. Up on Sumter is going to be on our right. Um, you know, the big metropolis, driving through the big cities, you know here on this yeah. uh, dark morning. Now, uh, tell folks who are headed up there, maybe already up in Nebraska, where you guys are going to be today and tomorrow, if you know. Yes, uh, I actually do know. So uh, today, uh, for those heading up, we will be in Omaha, not in Lincoln. We'll be in Omaha um, at the session room. The session room is just one block west of Schwab Field there that uh, hosted the Sooner baseball team, uh, earlier this year in the college world series so back home for for some of us that yeah. are up here and uh session room's a great spot fantastic broth actually really good broth um so we'll be doing that and uh we'll be 12 to 6 on air 12 to 3 is going to be parker soon the omaha native um and then from uh, 2 to 6 uh travis myself and tyler mccomas will be on so um that'll be today and then the Boomer Bash, of course, is from 6 to 8 over at Schwab Field. And then uh, tomorrow we get you started nice and early, 8 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. Uh, we'll be at the Pinnacle Bank Arena lot. Uh, look for the KREF Mobile. We will have Hillbilly Vegas with us um, playing live music, 8 to 10. We're on radio, going to be a party. Um, so we'll be there, and then we'll be doing two hours of post game as well. Uh, with Hillbilly Vegas. So we'll have four hours of live music, live radio. Uh, it'll be a party. Is uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena, is that the basketball arena? Yes, indeed. That's just west right. of uh, Lincoln Memorial Stadium, uh, just west, a uh, couple blocks. Easy walk, less than 10 minutes. I mean, it's a half a million square feet uh, of, of tailgating area with 1,300 spots. It's going to be real hard to miss. Nice. All right, Ref Army, you've got your uh, instructions there. So 12 to 6 today at the session room down by Schwab Field. Boomer Bash tonight from uh, 6 to 8 right there at the baseball stadium. And then tomorrow, uh, Teddy Plank and I will start your coverage at 7 a.m. from the stadium. And then at 8 o'clock, Travis and Tyler will be over there in the parking lot of the basketball arena with Hillbilly Vegas for a couple of hours. So go find him tomorrow before the game. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. How, is Teddy going to join you today up there or no? I, 
maybe. I think so. I, I'm, I originally, he wasn't going to. I heard some scuttlebutt that he was from the hotel room, perhaps. Uh, I don't think he's going to be actually <laughs> from Omaha. So I think he's doing radio from the hotel room and joining us. So okay. Teddy's the great you, mystery. We, ne- we never know, Toby, until it happens. Yeah, exactly. Teddy on Fridays so. of, of travel days is a lot of fun because uh, – he really, if if Teddy has his way, then the flights are always scheduled right between two and six p.m. Yes. So the yeah, so exactly. the well, unfortunately, I think they'll be arriving before two o'clock today for him. So um, oh, man. we'll have to see. Maybe we can get him an Uber over to the session room or something like that. But I'm, we'll I'm see. sure we can. I took plenty of them when I was uh, when I was up in Omaha before. Yeah, I they exist. Have a business they cards exist. for him if he needs them. We, we could give him the Papa T Mobile and he could run it over there and back. Um, how you feeling about tomorrow, Travis? Man, I feel great. It's one of those situations where, um, you know, everybody says, well, Nebraska's got nothing to lose. Well, you know why they've got nothing to lose? Because they, they keep losing. Uh, you know, that's kind of <laughs> kind of how you get in that situation, right? Um, I, I don't think there's been enough time for there to be much new implemented. I mean, sure. They're going to be playing motivated, but we're looking at the 115th run defense in the country. Uh, you know Jeff mm-hmm. Levy's going to come out with an effort to run the ball, and if there's a team you need to uh, you know, feel good about yourself running the ball, this is it. Obviously getting Juan Yeh Morris back is going to be big time, I believe. Uh, I picked the game uh, 31-13, but I have a hard time justifying that we only score 31 on a defense that – has given up more points to Georgia Southern and the same to Northwestern. You could change your mind today. You're allowed. We're still far enough away. You could change your mind. You could change your pick. Okay. So okay. we'll look for that. Okay. Good to know. All right. Uh, Travis on the air at 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock today out there, I believe, at uh, the session room. Our coverage 12 to 6 session room in Omaha. Hey, be safe, buddy. Hey, appreciate it. You guys too. En route to Omaha, TJ, I got good news. The sun is up. The sun is up on a Friday. It's the T-Row in the morning show. We'll be back.